Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaBios.com. Joining me today is TJ. Yes. Brent. Hi. Chris. Hello. And today we're talking about what we've been watching, a.k.a. our homework, a.k.a. Lil... I don't know. <laughs> I had nothing there. I was going to do a.k.a. Lil Beaver. <laughs> Bridge in the Streets has been renamed to Lil Beaver. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, talking about uh, what's going on in the news. I'll go first. Do it. Ugh. I watched one really horrible movie and I want to get it out of the way. Okay. I watched 2008's Adam Sandler number You Don't Mess With the Zohan. <laughs> it's horrible. And very racist. That all came out as one word. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get it out there so fast. So, yeah, move on. did people learn the lesson of messing with the Zohan? And what happens when did you do? Did they mess with the Zohan? Yeah, you, you get your ass beat. Okay. It's really weird watching it <laughs> on, a, on a serious note. How, how racist it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty blatant. Yeah, they talk garbage about the Jewish people a lot. Make make heavy fun of them. But uh, it's got all the people in it. Like Rob Schneider plays a straight up Arab terrorist. Yep. Who can't build bombs right? Oh yeah. Which that's a funny like well of inspiration for jokes. It was not funny. So anyway, it got me thinking a little bit. Are there like really good Happy Madison movies aside from the first two? Uh, if you if you subscribe to the Daddy. fact that the first two are good, Wedding yeah. Singer. Yeah, Little Nicky kind of sucks, but there's some really funny parts in it. I don't know. I like how, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. I, I don't know how it's good okay. it is, but I do think the the romance in Fifty First Dates is is likable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always, I like, I always forget that that's, a, that's a Happy Madison. Oh, that's, I mean, I don't know that it well, is. Well, I mean, I just assume I mean, everything. I don't know that it's a production of Happy Madison, but it's got Rob Schneider and all the other people that are right, in every other yeah. movie in it. Also being a racist character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sean Astin in the weirdest role. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Like the 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 buff bro, the mm-hmm. speech impediment with the speech impediment who is struggling with his sexuality from the all the steroids he's taking, <laughs> which is like such a stereotype character, but yeah, it's not not actually a bad movie. All those movies you mentioned were better than You Don't Mess with the Zohan though. I think that even the bad Adam Sandler movies are probably better. Like Little Nicky is probably better than it. And I think it was probably better than clicked. Ridiculous 6. That was awful. Did you ever watch that? I tried watching no, it. It's it really bad. Really bad. Actually, Click's not. I don't. I didn't hate Click either. I liked Click. I thought Click was a fun premise. Not that it hadn't been done before. I thought it's like we say, if it's got a good premise, yeah. give it a shot. I thought Click was a in the lower tier of Sa- of Sandler movies, yeah. but but the least like bothersome. It's a TBS leave it on in the background kind of movie. Yeah, I, I feel like. But Jack and Jill is probably oh. still worse than the movie. Uh, I could never watch it. Yeah, it's really no, never bad. approached it. Um, Your bedtime stories. I watched it once. Somebody told me that like Al Pacino is legitimately pretty decent in that movie. He's in that movie, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Oh, huh. Well, yeah, because he's playing himself. Yeah, he's infatuated with Jill. Uh, What's the other one? The uh, Andy Samberg. That's my boy. That's my boy. Uh, That looked. Man, we just went through like. Every movie Adam Sandler's been in that were for all these, this is like cockroaches going for, overboard. Airheads, uh, <laughs> Airheads is a phenomenal. Thought. It's Airheads. like cockroaches in your kitchen. For all the ones we've named, there's like 15 others <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> no, actually, uh, and one uh, just probably came out on Netflix while we were talking. About an hour ago, I did the name all the Adam Sandler movies Sporkle quiz. Uh, nice. <laughs> so I'm, oh, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> um, just a real quick because that's that's a just go with that I watched this week. <laughs> Do y'all think of when you think about Sandler first? Do you go to the Happy Madison movies or do you go to like the Spanglish Punch Drunk Love Sandler? Oh, it's Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. It's, it's for it's, me. It's behind the behind the update desk with a guitar. I think that's the first time I saw Sandler on TV. It's kind of I, I, yeah, I see it as yeah. two different people almost now in my head. 
Like when you just, when I think about Adam Sandler, I think about the movies that have come out in the past ten years, like Funny People, Funny People, and Spanglish. Because I mean, Spanglish is one of my one of my faves. Yeah. In a couple months, he's going to be a new Noah Baumbach movie with Ben Stiller. Yeah, nice. It's the straight to Netflix one. It's yeah, it's about decent. What's it called? The Meyerowitz stories. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like a family coming together. Well, it was good. Um, so yeah, anyway, I watched Don't Mess with Zohan. You shouldn't. And uh, well, you should mess with Zohan or watch the movie. <laughs> what, what was it on? Netflix or FX? I think it was on. I watched it on like cable. It was on like Stars or something. I did start, and I won't talk about it a lot because I'll talk about it more when I finish. But I'm rewatching Band of Brothers for I think the third time for me. Hmm. First time was when it came out, and then I watched it again when I was 21 or 22. Probably my favorite miniseries ever. So I'll, I'll finish it in a couple of weeks. It's a weird list we'll... for me to think of. All the miniseries I've watched that would take me like forever to think of what they would be. So, yeah, so many of them are HBO, like right. Not that that's detracting. And a lot of the ones are made for TV movies that are just five hours long, and they're not that great. Like it and the stand and the Langoliers. Really quick, what's the what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite miniseries that you think no one else has seen here? Oh, I've got one. What's yours? Rose Red. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that one's good. Based on Stephen King, yeah, I believe. Yeah, there's like a five hour. It was shown in two two and a half hour chunks. I watched it on like a, like ABC on like reruns or something. Now I just have Stephen King miniseries stuck in my head, like the the Shining that they did with like Stephen Weber. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was rough. Um, I mean, his short stories kind of lend themselves really well to miniseries. Yeah, that nobody here has seen or that nobody's seen. Uh, that well, nobody here is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, like, are you the most rare in the the universe <laughs> T- or TJ made a uni- uh, miniseries well I know he's not asking I know I liked uh, uh, Generation Kill but I figure you guys have probably seen that I've not I watched the first few and I got bored with it which is hard mm-hmm. for a movie for a show like that yeah David Simon show also Show Me a Hero was good I figure that not a lot of people saw it last year about Yonkers like uh, I think it's Yonkers housing government mm-hmm. housing Oscar Isaac yeah yeah I never got around to seeing that I wanted to it was good I watched I didn't talk about it because it got lost in our our annual vacation we did together, but I watched uh, the Richard Dreyfuss Madoff series, oh. and it was really good. Hmm. Actually, I liked it better than the De Niro one. Oh, nice. My pick would be, it's a sci-fi miniseries from years ago. I wish it was Battle still streaming. Galactica. No. Yeah. It's, it's still, I wish it was still streaming somewhere. It's called The Lost Room. Yeah, me and you talk about this. Oh, you've We've seen, seen it. it? You've yeah. seen it? Yeah. We're all the items, and you have to put them back. Have you seen, mm-hmm. you familiar with this movie? No. So it's really about, cool premise. It's a fantastic premise. It's yeah. about a guy who finds this... Um, <laughs> so the Lost Room, the premise of the Lost Room is that uh, there's a motel room where um, everything, when the door is open and someone's inside, you can change it however you want, but once you exit the room and lock it, it resets to its previous state. I think I've seen pieces of it. And you lose whatever's in there. And so the premise is this guy, his kid winds up accidentally locked in the room and he opens the door back. His kid's gone. And so he has to figure out how to recover his child from this like dimension. And uh, in order to do it, you have to like, there were like, there was like some sort of mystery associated with the room from way back in the day. And there were the guy who created it. And there were like key objects that got taken out of the room. And mm-hmm. so that's why the room is in this state. And uh, so you have to, he has to like hunt down all these objects. It's like similar to a Horcrux hunt where mm-hmm. he's just hunting down all these objects and he has to bring them back and put them in the room. And that's like, I the, don't remember how good it is because it was so long ago, but I would definitely watch it again because the premise was so intriguing. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I kind of remember catching that. Was this sci fi? Yeah. Sci fi network. Siffy. We used to do some quality miniseries back in the day. Yeah. I only took that detour. I'll go. I'll go now. Are you done? Yeah. Uh, I'll, 
I took that detour because I also have a very short watch list this week. It's two movies. I take that back. It's three movies. One has gotten a little bit of uh, talk before on the podcast. Damn it. Despite your best efforts, you managed to sell Nerve to me. <laughs> and? Did you uh, buy it? Nerve, uh, you know... No, there was a lot to, that I hated about that movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was also it was also entertaining and short. Tell yeah. the exact same review me. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is it is mediocrity distilled. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, TJ verbatim said barely above average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just looking because I see you gave it to an alpha, I gave it three. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I liked the leads in the movie. I liked Dave Franco. I liked uh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. I thought she was good. I liked the Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I thought, I thought he, did he was good. A good job so, in that role. The, the movie to me, like I didn't want to. I don't want to call either one of their performances good. I just want to be like they were fine. They were in it. Yeah, just like the movie and everything else about it. They gave it their fine. all. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. impressed. Right, but I I wasn't like they weren't making it worse. They and were I, contributing to this. Movie. I feel like Emma Roberts and Dave Franco are great people to cast in a movie where you're like, let's just get our money back, move on to the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. So I see you've got a casting call for Milk Toast Man, <laughs> Milk Toast Woman. We going Franco and Emma Roberts again? Yep. Yeah. Not going to offend anybody. Not going to win any awards. Just, yeah, just, the casting call for James Franco wouldn't want to make this movie. So who do we get? Wait, what do Dave you think that movie Franco? cost and made? <laughs> oh, it's I don't know. Probably cost. I'm going to say it cost about thirty million, and it probably made about forty five million. That's what I was, yeah. <laughs> just they just just like clockwork. I would I would I, would, I wouldn't even put their budget that high. I was going to say like twenty and thirty because yeah. the movie just all of a sudden was on Amazon Prime and I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, nineteen million, eighty five million. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, quadruple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but high school kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the trailer was Emma Roberts in her underwear. Right. So, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> damn it. But yeah, uh, I always refrain from the, like, so-and-so's nice to look at talk. So I feel like I get a creeper moment every now and then. Yeah, I was, like, real creeper, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. You're caught up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, if it sounds interesting to you, watch it. I don't, sure. I don't think it's awful. I watched two movies that were both worse than Nerve as well this nice. week. Uh First was a rewatch, 1995 Johnny Depp movie Nick of Time. Oh, I remember that. Where it's uh, it's set in real time, so that he gets <laughs> off uh, he gets off a train. Have you seen Nick of Time? It's either that one or the Samuel L. Jackson one that I just like. Run Samuel together. Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey. What's that one called? I don't know what that's the time called. Time to kill. Time to kill. <laughs> oh, this is not. I that feel like one. those are both like uh, people running through courthouses and things <laughs> happening. That's true. <laughs> so Nick of Nick of Time. Uh, there are courthouse races. In J- Johnny, I know. Johnny Depp's daughter gets abducted at a train station, and uh, she's abducted by Christopher Walken and Christopher Walken's like cohort. And Christopher Walken basically tells him that if he doesn't murder this uh, or assassinate this governor across the street in the next hour and a half, his kid's gonna die. And it's set in real time, so it's it's just him trying to work through that situation. But the weirdest thing is. Everywhere Johnny Depp goes, Christopher Walken is there too. And <laughs> as the movie progresses, you start to wonder, like, well, Christopher Walken has all this access. Why doesn't, why doesn't just he kill the governor <laughs> instead of trying to put it on this person who will try anything to not do the task that they need done? Especially when you realize that the governor's security team is in on it. So you've got the security team and cops and pretty much everybody at all these facilities that are in on trying to assassinate the so, governor. So the only people who don't want to kill the governor are Johnny Depp and, and the, the governor. governor. <laughs> yes. And so they're so reliant. And even one of them at one point, one, this, uh, the governor's husband uh, also wants to kill the governor. <laughs> just like... I'm just spoiling the shit out of this 22-year-old movie for you. But 
It's like the... I'm going to make a terrible analogy. <laughs> it's like when Make-A-Wish kids are on the football field. <laughs> and the kids are like, I don't know if I want to run into these big guys. And the big guys are like, come on, you can do the end zone. We're not going to hit you. I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> it's this... It's is his last name Tom? It's the, I'm assuming his first name is Nick. Well, with a name. Y. <laughs> but it's the dumbest. It's, it, I just said they're thinking... And at what point one character even does turn to Christopher Walken and they're like, this was your brilliant idea, moron. Like, why did you involve this random person? Why didn't we just hire a hitman to do this? And he just keeps saying, like, it's gonna work. It's gonna work, I promise. Like, what is Why why is there an answer to that question? Why didn't it? Because the other other scenarios would have taken 45 minutes to an hour times. (laughs) (laughs) We're in real time here. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's never really made clear. I, I mean, I guess it's just to set up so that all these people on the inside will be protected from the fallout. But, I don't know. It's really dumb. It's a really dumb movie. Oh, his name's not Nick. I would have sworn it was. Oh, wait. What is it? Gene Watson. Oh, that's right. It's Gene is there a character so they really, Nick? really missed out on that opportunity yeah. too. I really wanted to name him Nick Time. <laughs> I, just, I just watched it and I didn't even know his name. Uh, anyway, one of his middle initial was like is Norman Nick in Time. <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken's name is Mister Smith. <laughs> Shoot me. Yeah. First name Mister, last name Smith. So I thought that movie was cool when I was a kid because I was eleven when it came out and it was real time and I'd never thought of that concept before this movie came out yeah. so I was like this is fantastic <laughs> and yeah I was I was an idiot as then. a kid Brent blacked out a lot <laughs> <laughs> concept of real time <laughs> hey, what's the other shitty movie you watched uh, the other shitty movie I watched was from 2000 <laughs> and it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie The Sixth Day oh man what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> me and Brent have been on the he's making other people also watch shitty movies is Oracle mad at you? <laughs> this is what happens when I defy Oracle. <laughs> Six days. I've that's a, a post-apocalyptic. No, it's not post-apocalyptic, but like apocalypse is coming. It's like no. biblical revelations no. thing. Is it the one where he has a clone? Yes. Oh. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah. It, damn it, that movie's bad. It is, is, it, it is real bad. Is there an Arquette in that? No. God, I'm thinking of uh, Stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not have What is his uh, end of days? End of yeah. days. Is what you're thinking of. Yeah. The sixth day is just about, uh, like you said, it's about cloning and how every, like, animals are legal to be cloned in the future, but humans are not. And Is his name John Day the Sixth? <laughs> <laughs> we broke David. <laughs> it's like, you look, you look, so you many titles could be names. Yeah, the sixth day sucked. Although, I will say, we talked about remakes last week and what movies would be good for a remake. I think the sixth day would be decent for a remake sure. only because the the what sucks about it the most are the performances and the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you could take that story easy to fix. And yeah, where a guy gets they think he got killed and it's because he like lies about what his name is just for goofs and uh <laughs> it's it's this weird thing with yeah. uh, J- with Michael Rappaport. Goof. Michael yeah. Rappaport and uh Michael Rappaport gets killed and they think Schwarzenegger gets killed so they act, so they clone Schwarzenegger despite Schwarzenegger still being alive and he sounded like Aziz Ansari pitching some like awful thing on Parks and Rec <laughs> like, oh you've lost me so long well yet. it is an awful thing <laughs> I couldn't tell if you said Michael Rappaport too many times or not <laughs> I figured that was an activation phrase <laughs> Alex somewhere is like mobilizing 
But yeah, that, that movie, if somebody else tried their hand at it, I think it would have to be better. Although Schwarzenegger is not that bad in it. I mean, he's normal Schwarzenegger yeah. in it. And also, yeah, really, the weirdest, the weirdest movie. The what? That's his brother, Normal Schwarzenegger. Except <laughs> Norman. Norman, no. Uh, like normal. <laughs> this, this is gonna take. This is gonna be a long day. You guys, you guys sorry, you guys, guys never listen to me. <laughs> it's the weirdest movie for Robert Duvall to show up in, though. As like, and, yep. as the cloner. I was just thinking, like, felt bad for him. <laughs> draw a graph of. Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, acting performances is just a straight line. Yep. <laughs> They're all the exact same. <laughs> yep. So, don't recommend that. Anyway, that's it. That's what I watched. All right. So far, there's nothing nothing that we are telling you to watch. <laughs> so the posts can remedy us. You yeah. Got it. You got it, Chris. I'm going to take a trio of movies. I forget everything that I watched. Trio uh, trio of movies. Trio of movies. Um, I forget the name of a show, so it's not really important for me to say, but Michael Rappaport is in the show that Brady said he watched, um, that Kelly's been watching, like, Awkwardly... I think is what it's called. I'll look it up while you forget the name. But it's good so far. Cool. Yeah. Kelly's been blazing on with it. I don't know. There's. I don't personally care, but one of the first things Kelly looked up was if the actor who plays the lead is actually on the spectrum. Atypical. Atypical. Hmm. Um, is actually on the spectrum, um, or if they're you know just you know playing a type, playing a role. She's like, you can probably find an actor who's like a good enough actor who is on the spectrum somehow, but... It's a depiction of trans comment, too. Like, for yeah. people portraying trans yeah. people, there are trans actors that could do it. Right. Uh, Lord of the Rings caught, caught some flack for that, too, for mm. using, like, million-dollar camera tricks. Yeah. And there's, like, small people who can act well. Right. Who are like, we could be in that. Um, uh, it was real bad on um, the Snow White and the Huntsman movie. Hmm. They caught a lot of flack for that. Famous actors. Oh, yeah. Made to look... Like dwarves, and also jumping off the back of Snowy the Huntsman, I watched the uh, live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, someone else had seen it. Me, okay, two people had seen it. Brent raised his hand as well. Not the old French one. Yeah, okay. Cartoon's so, the only one I haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not bad. It's kind of, it's like really long. Yeah, there's, and I don't. I kind of, I kind of hate Grantham's uh, beast face. It looks creepy. Like not creepy as in like it's an effective scary beast. But his eyes look like they're like thumbtacks to his face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my, my review of that movie was very like, I, I just don't really get why it's a thing. I don't yeah. think it improved on the cartoon at all. No. The music was worse. Uh, I was the the Gaston. What? Yeah. I was pretty bored. Doing yeah. It. it was pretty boring. Uh, I did like the Gaston and uh, Luvo, whatever the guy's name is. Josh, Josh Gad. Yeah, Street. Josh Gad. I like them, those two. Yeah. Uh, they were the, the best part. But still, um, it's, it's better in a cartoon when his biceps can be, like, comically large. Right. You know? But, yeah, I watched that. And, you know, I I will keep watching them because it's Disney and they, you know... And... They put cocaine in their movies. Yeah, like, Cinderella and and, <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast weren't great, but, like, Jungle Book was fantastic. Yeah. Jungle Book was really good. Yeah, we watched Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> said this image of... You know the scene where Ariel, uh, like... Throws her head back and like shakes her hair out. Like yeah. I just had this image with like tons of cocaine. Like, like she's or she dives does, out of a does, mountain of cocaine. She does that. She's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like white powder. White powder just flows off of her red hair. White power flow. <laughs> oh, but yeah. We were watching and Kelly was like, "That's timing, Brent." <laughs> I, I might be out for these live action Disney ones, and I was like, "But the Lion King, uh, Lion King, but uh, the Jungle Book is really yeah. good, and you liked it." She's like, 
But is that movie, does that really count? Like, it's definitely live action, but so much of it is CGI. Like, every character, except for Mowgli, is CGI. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was the same way, though. Duh. Who who directed Beauty and the Beast? Some dickhead. (laughs) Good joke. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to look up. It's going to be Maurice Dickhead. I wonder if it's just going to be director dependent, because Jon Favreau (laughs) is a good director from stuff I've seen. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know who directed this, and I don't know about Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. A little wary of uh, Tim Burton's uh, Dumbo. But the Lion King one, who's doing it again? D- Denis Villeneuve. I don't even know. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. So it's directed by Bill Condon, who... Didn't he do, like... Is it, like, Dreamgirls and stuff? Oh, yeah, Dreamgirls. Gods and Monsters. And the final two installments of the Twilight series. Well, I mean, it's that it's the same tone. You've got a really threatening were-man is no longer uh, threatening uh, in this universe. Lion King is John Favreau. No, there you go. So, I'm down. Oops. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know I recommend watching it just to. I mean, it's 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 a perfect way to update those movies for kids to see them now. Sure. Yeah. They, they don't want to watch. They're flat, just making money. Flat animation. Totally get it. Uh, that, and I'll give mine to them. I have to imagine there's a lot of hand-wringing involved when your kid watches, like, Storks sing in Zootopia to go, like, watch this flat 2D animated movie with, like, kind of dopey voices. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, live action it. We'll put the, the, the wizard lady in it. And guy from Downton Abbey, whose name I refuse to remember. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. I really like Emma Watson, too. And yeah. I was just bummed at how boring that movie was. Yeah. I don't like anything she's been in except for the Harry Potter movies. I liked uh, I liked the high school movie she did. I didn't watch Circle yet. Circle. Uh, Perks of being a wallflower. I forgot she was in that. I did too. I, I haven't seen, seen it. I used to always get confused with me or all the dying girl, which I have seen. I don't know why I confuse those two movies. Because you're stupid. It's her <laughs> trio of kids, maybe. Ezra yeah. Miller and Logan Lerman, I think, or the three. Oh. And Perks. Mm. They're really good. Anyway, that was longer than I wanted. That I thought I, that I would talk about Beauty and the Beast. So last night, while drinking, I had a conversation with TJ about a, a personal project that I'm undertaking Ooh. to kind of be my private oracle. I am not sure that the kids in the Game of Thrones show are good actors. Mm. I think that they might just have gotten those parts written for them and their personalities and their. Not the not they, all they of casted it, extremely they, yeah, well. Yeah, they, they casted them and they just they they slot they slid into the DMs of D and D. What I'm trying to say is I don't think they can act. So I'm watching movies with them in it. So I watched a one really bad movie and one surprisingly good movie. Can I guess the movie? Alright. Do you want to try it both? What? And it's not all Stark <laughs> Kids. Try both. Both movies. They said I watched two. Okay. One was real bad, but one was surprisingly good. All right, I'm going to yeah. go start kids here. I'm going to go one that's on Netflix. Okay. Was it iBoy with no. Maisie Williams? No. Because it keeps wanting me to watch that. <laughs> Do you want to guess it's a good one? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to bring up iBoy. I'll start with the bad one. I watched Me Before You. It is the... I've seen it. It's so fucking bad. Amelia Clark is a, is a bad performance in it. Yeah, she's not good in that movie. Just remember the last time we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did talk about this. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Didn't you hate the ending? I hated all of it. Yeah. I hated all of it except for... Uh... <laughs> I thought they had good chemistry despite her being unlikable. She is... I don't even think they had good chemistry, though. Like I, I was surprised, though, at how many people are from, like, the... I was surprised at how many people are from different, like, mainstay properties. Neville Longbottom is in it. Mm-hmm. Clara Oswald's in it from Doctor Who. Jenna Coleman. 
Um, obviously, Amelia Clark. Charles dances in it, Tywin Lannister, and then masturbates. Mr. <laughs> 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 It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so Charles Charles dance, Tywin Lannister masturbates in this movie? I don't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> Can I get you anything else masturbates? It was actually Charles dance masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I did that to us. Mr. Bates' name is Brendan Coyle. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Who's just Mr. Replace Who's Mr. Bates? <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with Master Bates. <laughs> no, him real well. No, but Mr. Bates from Downtown. True. Movie sucks. Don't watch it. Uh, Amelia Clark is bad in it. It's real bad. Her character's so dumb. Yeah, like really dumb. And uh, Jenna Coleman's character calls her stupid all the time. And she's like, yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> Who, like, why did you write that into the script? Yeah. Like, that's, it's, I don't know. It's her older sister, because it's like, it's a poor English family who is, who is keeping their daughters at home, mm-hmm. because they all need to pitch in to pay, you know, living costs. Amelia Clark's older sister ha- had a kid. Um, with a, a husband who is not in the picture, or a man who's not in the picture. And so, like, the moment that Amelia Clark gets a job, Jenna Coleman just fucks off and is like, going back to school. Hmm. Like, you guys take care take care of everything else. Like, Amelia Clark, you've got a job now. And anytime I call you on Skype, I'm going to call you an idiot. Mm-hmm. And Amelia Clark is just like, you're right, I was always the dumb one. And then... The rest of the movie, she just makes like dumb decisions. It's based on a novel, and uh, is it Nicholas Sparks? No, it's not. But Jojo, yeah, Moyes. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, she. I don't know. The novel was like a big hit when it came out, and Mm -hmm. I don't know why because I looked it up, and it's the same story, and it's just awful. Yeah, but yeah, I regret watching it. But I'm on my project, so that led me to. I wasn't optimistic about this because the description started out with a quirky dark comedy. It's like, oh fuck. But I watched uh, Gold, the 2015 movie starring Maisie Williams, um, independent Irish movie, and it's really good. And Maisie Williams is really good at it. Hmm, nice. Um, it has some truly funny parts. Her Maisie Williams stepdad is like an Uncle Rico type uh, from Napoleon Dynamite, hmm. in that he's you know fixated on his glory days. Like he was a, a track star and won a bunch of medals um, in competitions. And so it's like forcing Maisie Williams to run, but is developing this training program where instead of pushing off when you're running from the ball of your foot or the heel or like any conventional way to run, he says that you can explode with power from the center of your foot uh, if you can just jump with your arches as you run. And so he cuts together this, this video montage of him doing it. And he's got like, you know, he's doing tires. There's 12 tires, you know, staggered in a line. And each time he sets his foot down, there's a Photoshop explosion. <laughs> and, <just> like, <laughs> and then just him like flexing and both his biceps have explosions. Nice. But no, it's 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 really a good movie though. I don't know about really good. But it's 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 surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't give a good synopsis, but it's Maisie Williams' birth father gets out of the hospital after a suicide attempt, and as part of his recovery is trying to reconnect with his ex wife and estranged daughter. Hmm. So right now in your rankings, Maisie Williams is above Danaris, Amelia Clark, and I, I, I'm including uh, relative rookies. I'm not just saying kids. 
relative acting rookie. So Sophie I'm in, Turner. Yeah. Um, Nikolai Koster Waldau is on my shit list. Oh. Um, Gods of Egypt. After small, small crimes. crimes. I'm going to watch the new prison one that he's in because he, he, uh, he can't stay out of prison. He was in a movie that I watched. I think it was like a French movie, maybe, but it was. Uh, had. Um, God, what's her name? Uh, dark haired actress. Uh, she was Juliette Binoche, maybe? Wasn't it? Fuck, that's not where I would go with dark-haired actress. <laughs> Although it is true. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I was going to try to narrow it down more, but then I remembered her name. Mm. But it was, uh, they play a married couple where she is a, she's a photographer, I want to say, who goes to like war-torn nations, and he's like the the dad who stays back with the kids, and it's about their, like, them having, trying to maintain their relationship while she's constantly going off to like mm. put herself in danger danger the movie is kind of a downer i wouldn't like recommend it to anyone i can't even remember the name of it but he i thought was really good in it okay hmm. um, maybe it's like some of it is when they speak with their native tongue versus americanized because in gods of egypt i can't hold against any actor who's in that it's not their fault that movie was i would say right. small crimes the <clears throat> the american accent just like crumbles in jamie's mouth yeah it's just yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, really like, tough to hear. Sophie Turner, she's she's pretty blah in X Men Apocalypse, but so is Oscar Isaac, and I know Oscar Isaac is an amazing actor. Yeah, and Ev- so everyone except for Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are like really bland. Even Jennifer Lawrence is like really fucking bland. super bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I don't I don't count Sophie Turner as someone whose body of work I've watched. Yeah, with just having seen the two X Men's. She, is Three, she the, one, one, just the she's one. She's only in one so far. Yeah, Age of it, Apocalypse. I looked, at, I, I looked into it, and from what I saw, she's in like three or two or three horror movies, and then the X Men movies, and that was about it. Um, It'll be a fun little undertaking, though. Yeah, there's a bunch of kid-hearted yeah. action garbage out there. Yeah, and like, and I'm not going to hold it against him. Like, if, if he's like a good action star, like, fine, I'll put him up on, up no, up yeah, on the board. Fine. Also, I'll throw out Kit Harrington in uh, the tennis. Oh, I have seen. Is that. hilarious. The longest match. Uh, the seven days in hell. Seven days in hell. He is he's fantastic. Great really in that. Yeah. Indubitably, he's hilarious in that. But it, he he kind of plays an idiot. Yeah. So I wonder if he's acting. <laughs> if that was natural. <laughs> Some people make careers out of that, though. Bill Murray, fucking, that's all he does. Mm-hmm. He just effortlessly acts. Because I love the confident idiot is yeah. how you could describe half of his career. Yeah. The Kid Harrington montage is so good at the beginning of that where he's just on the exercise bike but it's the same like six second clip over and over again the whole montage. <laughs> so what's uh, what uh, what's like uh, Rob Stark's biggest movie? Cinderella. I've, I've seen him uh-huh. in something. Oh, it's Cinderella. Yeah. He was pretty bland in that. Yep. Just like everybody else in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and cast those aside. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm, I'm not doing a research before to set a roster. Right. I, next time I have free time, I want to like throw on a movie real quick. I'm gonna start with: Are any of these people in anything streaming that I can access right now? So sure. I watched uh, San Andreas, which is a garbage movie, and in that movie is uh, Rickon. Rickon's like the no, little brother yeah. in uh, in San Andreas. So yeah, it irritated me that Rickon got to be in a movie with Rock instead yeah. of. I mean, poor Brand's done nothing. I don't think. I don't think that kid's been in anything other than last week tonight, because <laughs> he looks like John Oliver. It would be nice to see if uh, Joffrey has just got chops, and he just like anything he's in. I mean, he was great as little boy in uh, The Dark Knight or Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Yeah, those are the ones I'm going to talk about. I know I watched more, but they don't need to take another half hour of our lives. <laughs> Dive one. Most recent thing I saw was last night. I saw Project Runway. Ah, I hadn't watched it because I watched it. Was it the, the series debut? The yep. season debut? Mm-hmm. It was on Thursday. Well, oh. we, we checked it out. 
It's just a fun show. It is a fun yeah. show. First episode's always a job. I always, whenever we uh, watch it, I don't know much about fashion. I was like, I don't think that's good. Is that good, Allison? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's terrible. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> that one's the best. How's that one? Oh, that one's not very good. That, yeah, that's what I thought. It wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, I thought just about that. I said that as a joke. <laughs> but um, I saw a couple of movies and uh, played a couple of things. I saw, it's an original Netflix movie. I heard it was good. The Incredible Jessica James. Have you guys hmm. seen that on your I've Netflix? I've seen it on the movie. popping up. Yeah. It's got Jessica Williams, who's on the newish Daily Show, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. She's nice. like super joyful person to watch. She just looks like she's having a lot of fun. It's like a standard indie romantic comedy <laughs> where she's like in the city and has a precarious living situation with money because she's like doesn't have a real job yeah. somehow still is in a great apartment and stuff yeah has a love triangle with some stuff so it's nothing that uh, earth shattering as far as new stuff in the movie but she's just such a magnetic presence nice yeah I don't know if she's acted anything before but she's really good in it so it's a movie yeah okay. The Incredible Jessica James it's just like a hour and a half two hours nice I, I kept having to look it up her name's Jessica Williams it's called Jessica James and it's on the network has Jessica that has Jones. Jessica Jones. <laughs> uh, right. Very confusing. I'm confused. Yep. But it's pretty good. I also saw uh, The Founder. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm so excited on, to watch it. Newer on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You guys, all, any of you seen it? Mm-mm. It's, it's I won't go sleep. too much into I it. I sold furniture to that movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, Keaton's really good in it. And the uh, McDonald Brothers, played by uh, Zodiac Killer and Nick Offerman. <laughs> nice. How, how's Keaton? Keaton's great. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of buzz. Keaton, Keaton is very, wall, it seemed. it's very uh, straightforward movie. Yeah. I will say. Is he played as the villain, kind of? Or is it more up up in the air? It's kind of both. Okay. I'm not figure anybody like in Hollywood making a movie about Ray Kroc is probably going to look down on him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's some unfortunate marginalization stuff. Like, the, his wife is played by Laura Dern, who's like an all-time great actress. Right. And basically, all she does is like sit at a table and like... Your dream, we shouldn't do your dream. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really get to do anything. Right. And then uh, is gone from the movie. <laughs> it's just like a... Weird. They squandered during... Un- unfortunate. Yeah. Do you recommend the movie? Sure. Okay. The I will say the best part, it's earlier in the movie for me, was the, uh, the thrill of efficiency. About the McDonald brothers coming up with their efficient process. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, fast food used to be at a diner and you spend like a half hour and they get your thing wrong. Mm-hmm. And just the way they come about their, what they call like the, the speedy process is pretty, it's pretty good. They're telling it to Michael Keaton over, over dinner and mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just like start talking and they start to get like really wrapped up in it. And I think it's a great scene that cuts back and forth. Nice. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. And the other movie I saw was uh, Rogue One. Oh, oh yeah, fun. Hey, I read your I, I read your Letterbox review. I agree. <laughs> you said it was decent. It, it was, was decent. those three words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so. I don't know if it's like blockbuster overdosing at this point in my life, but like that movie, Captain America: Civil War. Like, there's so many movies that I feel like have the exact same feel to them. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the same tenor, the same stakes, the same betrayals, the same ending. I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it before, of, like, the action feel for these kind of, like, quasi-sci-fi comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. But you could slot in another universe's characters, and 
it would be pretty seamless, I think. Yeah, it's like it's like the 100... change out the MacGuffin for something else, and the uh, the CGI background is something a little different. Almost the same plot could work. I do think the beginning of that movie, the, the opening scene at least, and then the uh, the the final battle are two of the prettier scenes in all of Star Wars. I think yeah. they're really just the opening shots beautiful. Really beautiful. Opening shot is really good. I like the uh, and Mendelssohn was some, fantastic. I thought Star Wars is I think weak when it stops feeling. Like real, when they're on that planet and they're like the 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 there's the crop like the grain yeah. and stuff. It feels I don't want to say terrestrial, but it feels tangible. Yeah, what, what they're doing. Yeah, whereas I I didn't like the 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 story arc with um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker as much. It was bit. it was just a little boring and. And then he's yeah yeah like, I don't know I also don't know why to... he's. St- Stayed behind. It also it was like one of those character decisions that doesn't make any sense. I did love the last thirty to forty minutes. Uh, the battle was fantastic. The Star Wars nerd in me had high payoff with Vader at the end. It was it was, it was pretty cool. The thing with the uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character, I just like him because I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But it just like suffers from another like uh, like TV trope link of a uh, villain explains himself. Mm-hmm. It's like has yeah. has a uh, Jin Urso right there and. Said like this was never gonna work and all this stuff. Who right. were you? It's really like good shot. I guess that's just like a movie thing. Yeah, because he was hiding behind a pillar. Like, I was dis- and just like she's just there. I was also really disappointed with his character. I thought with Ben Mendelsohn they had a shot to make a really great like memorable villain, and he is probably the least memorable Star Wars villain because mm-hmm. I don't know his name off the top of my head. Krennic, I think. Yeah, that's it. That movie made me fall asleep. I could not get through Rogue One. I, I did tried that. watching it twice now. And my favorite person, times. favorite person in it was Alan Tudyk. It's KT. Really good, great droid character. It's just mm-hmm. weird to talk about. Like it's a full like probably year and a half behind everybody, really caring about this movie. But you know that's how that's, that's what, how I do my stuff. That's, yeah. what, that's what this is. That's why we get to talk about movies. So yeah, it was decent. decent. I, I kind of want to see uh, that uh, Force Awakens movie now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what all my fuss is about. Yeah. It's all. It's Force Awakens is more fun. It's different. It's definitely got a it's different tone. It's more of an adventure. Yeah. And Boyega read the urge to great pair. Cool. And then uh, two games I played. One was uh, I started playing Crash Bandicoot. Got the remastered trilogy for fun. PS4. This is fun. Yeah. It's just like there's nothing to it, but it's fun. Uh, and then the other thing is I finished Until Dawn. Nice. Nice. All alive. Did you make it to Dawn? Really? I got everybody alive. So so Kelly and Cassandra are playing it together because mm-hmm. we've been playing this nerdy fucking board game. And they want no part of that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Kelly and Cassandra have been playing. And last night, I watched them make a choice to keep Ashley alive. And then later on, that same character had the option of shooting himself in the head or <laughs> shooting Ashley. And so he killed himself. So now Ashley is responsible for two dead bodies <laughs> without yeah, ever up, having agency. Straight up sawed Rami Malek in half. Yeah. It was gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. Imagine that lots of people are going to be alive at the end of their playthrough. <laughs> Since there are already two that are dead. Well, like, we're playing this game that's about, like, Lovecraftian horrors, and we're just, like, playing, and, like, ten minutes will go by, and it'll be, like, blood-curdling screams from the TV. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, so we'll look at it for a second, someone dies. We keep playing. Ten minutes later, another blood-curdling scream. It's like, <laughs> people are getting knocked off real fast. <laughs> The game has really effective jump scares. Like yeah. probably every half hour, like every little clip, they jump scare you. The, thing about, the, the funny thing about Cass and Kelly's playthrough is that they uh, they didn't they were genuinely didn't want to see any snakes or rats or anything, mm-hmm. so they picked crows every time. <laughs> so like every three minutes, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, a fun piece of that is the the meta game that like Peter Stormare is a psychologist talking to you during this thing. It's like, what are you more afraid of? You try to tailor it to, you know, some little changes to yeah. what what you're afraid of. Like, is it isolation or do crowds make you afraid and they do stuff like that? So yeah, it's, it was funny when they make the choice because it's like snakes or rats. They're like snakes are worse, and it's like snakes or crows. Like crows, rats or snakes, rats again. <laughs> I'm like, crows are rats. Crows. <laughs> they just like maxed, they min-maxed crows. And now, yeah, there's constant crow presence. Yeah, I maxed out clowns. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Yeah. I think they have a fair bit of clown. Because the, the killer, cha- his appearance changes based on what you pick from that, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard. And so if you go big on cholerophobia, then you are beset by a masked clown. Yep, hunted by a psycho clown. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. But it was fun. Um, I did use a little bit of uh, tips and tricks to figure out how to get them all alive, just because I've, I've been through the story before. Yeah. And I uh, just want to do different versions. I did see this one thing on, I think it was on Kotaku or something, mm-hmm. about this being a party game. Yeah. There's a version you do where it's two-player, and you hand off at chapters. You see, you assign characters. There's eight characters. You, like, divvy them out. And the person does their best to try to kill your character when they're playing, and vice versa. <laughs> By the choices they make. That's fun. That's kind of... Those are fun house rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's not that. It's, you know, the perspectives change. Yeah. You become someone. When your character is on screen, they get to play. Or something like that. Yeah. Or vice versa. Because, you you know, as you're Chris or something, you're making choices that affect, like, other people like Ashley yeah. and whatnot in the game. Hmm. But it was a lot of fun. I just finished it this morning. It's a cool looking game. Yeah. I want to play another thing where I try to kill as many people as possible. Just just try to keep doing it. It's I a fun it's a fun world. Yeah. If I can send you the save file from Kelly and Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, game. they're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I at some point it shows like who's alive? Cassandra was just like, I don't know any of their names. <laughs> it's like alright. She was also like the after the first day she's like, I wish it were scarier. But, like, earlier that night, they were both, like, jumping. Drumming and screaming. Yeah. Neat. Yep. And then the other thing I watched was uh, Game of Thrones. Y'all heard of this? Game of Thrones? <laughs> this Game of Thrones? Cersei's pregnant. I think she's not. Yeah. I talked about that, too. I don't know if I talked about it with you. I think it's my work buddy. Well, the old lady, when she was a kid, said, you'll have three children, they're all die. She already had a fourth, though. She had a fourth with Robert. Yeah, she had a kid with Robert that didn't that died young. So, so that had already been shot, I guess. She can also be pregnant in this one, not survive. True. I just think, like, Ky- you have two different scenes of Kyburn coming out of the room as Jamie's going in. It's obviously, the, like, the... I think I may be pregnant, and I'm definitely pregnant, those two scenes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a lot of stuff that wouldn't be worth it to fool Jamie, because Jamie's pretty full. Dull. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty easy to fool. Right. I can't picture someone like her having weakness. Or if Jamie, like, in, crosses her or something. In a condition... But instead, then yeah. So she's she's using it as as a as emotional manipulation, right? Regardless of whether she's pregnant or not. She's also been only thing tethering to the world was her children and care for them. So I could see her really wanting to keep that because she says she doesn't care about legacy or whatever. But I think it's very important to her. Yeah, we'll say I did think the this is changing gears from Cersei, but uh, in the episode I did like the assembly of the Avengers oh, of yeah. the North. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. The, and guess the Magnificent back. Seven. Gendry's yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, Gendry is back in town. That was the one thing I'd seen. Gendry, the only thing about Gendry, it's like, it's pretty fun that he's back. 
But it does seem like a fan fiction version of Gendry. It's like, oh, he's leaner now, and now he uses a war hammer, and he's pissed off at stuff, and he just like, hey, King John, things are like this. We're razzing each other, like, whatever, I'm going to the north. <laughs> it's like, type, 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 submit to the forum. My concern about game, well, it's not really a concern, it's just a byproduct of them establishing the characters well, and making the characters make good choices for the most part. Is that, or at least logical choices, not good choices, but consistent choices with their character at least, is that Game of Thrones doesn't really surprise me a whole lot this season. And I don't know that it can really, other than just like, this is how this person's going to die, or something like that. That could, I mean, I might not be able to pick out the exact way, but generally speaking, there's not a lot on the show anymore that's truly a surprise. It uh, doesn't mean it can't be good, yeah. but it's just not, I don't know, I think it was a little more fun during the middle seasons for me when, when I genuinely did not know what to expect as they were developing the characters. Yeah. That's gotta happen though. Only, only in the way that the way that the whole story was told where you start with the white walkers is the first thing you see. Like you're definitely narrowing down that story over and over and over again throughout the seasons. You know what I mean? So eventually you're going to get to like, I can't be surprised because they have to fight the white walkers. You know what I mean? The, the chances for the diverging little adventures are gone because we're in the end game. Winter is coming. They've been saying it. All of them. Plus, I think we've also we're like reaching critical mass with the thought that's out there with all the the themes, the the tips and tricks, the thoughts about what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That seven seasons in, you have like so much thought out there that you could read. Right. One uh, thing I will say is, I thought it. I, I didn't really like the episode, but I expected not to after the previous episode, yeah. just like the, you know, the build and release. Yeah. Of the season, mm-hmm. I really think the let's capture a zombie is really fucking stupid. It's really dumb. Here's the thing: I why mean, not just kidnap a maester and I think take it's a dumb maester? Too, but I think the whole point of there is to get Danny looking somewhere else. Danny, or yeah. Cersei? Danny. They were super upset the way she dealt with Charlie's and them. Well, and, and they were saying like Varys was saying, you have to have her listen to you. Have to like figure out how to stop her from burning nobles, burning noble houses. And, like, you have to figure out a way to stop. And he was just like, let's capture a White Walker. Like, trying to convince her that's a good thing. Try anything to stop her from doing that more is the way I took that. Like, as the show, I have to think about it. That's the way yeah. I watch the show. And also... Because I also think it's real dumb yeah. and it doesn't fit well. Also, also so, part of the bad plan is an armistice with Cersei Lannister. Yeah. Like, who whose idea... Like, who thinks that that's going to fucking fly? Why do they even really need Cersei right now? Because they don't want to get caught by her at, at the South. I just think, also, just the the concept of stealing a zombie is so strange, because how do you even get that back to... You don't even know if that'll get back to King's Landing and right. and still be anything. Yeah. And also, Cersei has a zombie already. Yeah, I like that. I, watched the alt- I, yeah. I said that. Yeah, the Alt-Shift-X thing, uh, he's like, and they're going to bring a dragon to the... Uh, uh, a White Walker to the Red Keep to show Cersei, because she's supposed to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it just like flashes the words like yeah. the mountain but zombie. I guess to the show's credit, Tyrion doesn't know that that's a reanimated mountain. True, that's true. I don't think anybody in the camp might know that. The, what's the like the zombie has a name? Strong, Robert John. Strong. Yeah, or Robert Strong. But Jamie does, right? Jamie. Well, yeah, Jamie sees it. Yeah, but Jamie's. Oh, but he had I that conversation on the plan about the yeah. zombie thing. I, I still think the most yeah. obvious thing here is that they were just trying to steer Daenerys away from. Wiping more houses off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good theory. I still think though, that you could have done the same plan with. I, I just think it would be a way more efficient plan to just kidnap a maester, go to the citadel, kidnap a maester, take him north. Yeah. Let him 
just walk, just get him far enough to be like, hey, see? All right, let's go back. And yeah, go back. It would be grounded in it the show. Cause it doesn't solve the problem, though, that they decided was a problem. They would have to take Kyburn. Well, I mean... Right. I'm saying that the problem was Danny. Right. But what she's but staying Danny's behind no matter what. To the north. She's not going north. Yeah, but they've they've sent her her people there. To her, she's looking there now. Yeah, she's not in. She's not engaged in like military right now. Yeah, the Maester plan. She would also be looking. Yeah, north. You can send the same people to kidnap the Maester, and you need people who know about the north. It's the same people going back. north. I mean, it could just be a giant fucking plot hole. I'm just that would be really weird if the show all of a sudden did something this dumb with no reason. I would be. I hadn't thought about it that way, but if this is just a a fake plan, and the whole time Varys and Tyrion have a different plan that's going on. Yeah. Then I guess that would be a payoff. Otherwise, I think it's a complete. I don't see how it works. Pretty horseshit. Yeah. But, and it'd be really yeah. weird for the show to do that all of a sudden. Yeah. Never having done that. In it's like years. like George R. R. Martin told uh, showrunners, he's like, "So they go north. I don't know why. I just think of a reason." It's like, uh, yeah, let's go kidnap a zombie. They also for six years they haven't been in the middle of the end game. It could be just like it's tough to be able to. It's totally possible to show the shit's bed is horrible for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's possible, but it, that would be weird. Honestly, if this if the last season is just good people versus zombies, it's not that interesting. No, that's kind of why I want like like the show would want Cersei to survive. So it's like you see both sides, yeah. and they deal with the White Walkers like this season. But just there's not a good like way that. to do that. Mm. I was actually kind of hoping that now that it's it's. Far too late in the season for that to really happen because we get, we get the feeling that Bran's going to be involved more with the White Walker battle. But I would like to see the White Walkers res, uh, resolve before the very end, maybe. Also, can't White uh, Walkers not go south of the wall? They can't pass through the wall. Well, that's like the mystery that maybe will be solved this week because there's that's the that's the thing. But yeah, they, they can't pass through the wall. Except the wildlings did bring a zombie into Castle Black to attack J.R. Mormont. So a zombie has been through the wall. Or around the wall, over the wall. Yeah, but not a White Walker. So the zombies can make it past the wall. Yes. Just not sure if they can go through the gates. Also, it could be that the the magic that the wall's made of is just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That would also feel feel cheated if they were like, oh, it turns out this one religion or magic is bullshit. When I've been convinced all religions. that everything is true. Yeah. Like, I'd feel cheated if they were like, this one's fake though. See, to me, that, that, that seems like a believable fairy tale. Like, there's a wall up north. Well, what's it for? It's to keep out these evil, like, forces. To keep out the, the winter. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, who's guarding it? It's like, well, about a hundred people. It's like, how is that effective? Don't worry, the wall's magic. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is like a, it's, it's a reassuring yeah. thing. That could just be kind could of be a like fairy tale. Mythology to reinforce behavior, too. Right. Don't go north the wall. It's dangerous. And also, we need people to man the wall so we can't have them literally terrified out of their minds all the time. Yeah. Like, we right. need the criminals and whatever to be able to go there. Yeah. Because I, I, I really think that the Night's Watch is a complete fucking ruse. That is, like, they haven't been effective at, at doing anything. The winter just didn't come south yet. Yeah, I mean, and there also used to be, like, you know, thousands times right. bigger. There was, like, 13 different yeah. posts. And even mentions that in the show, I think. Yeah. He says, like, no, that, that, that hasn't been properly manned in centuries. Yeah. Some breezy. Breezy on the streets. <laughs> I've got one on one. I've got one I wanted to talk about. I heard about it on the uh, Beast Cast, and I wanted to, to mention it because I think it is really funny. Do any of you guys really like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. 
Um, so, Battle for Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Uh-huh. Um, so generic. Is coming out, and they released a uh, an, a trailer for one of the characters who's going to be in there, who they say is the counterpart to the good and the light of Galadriel, and it is Shalab. Which do you remember who Shalab is? Shalab is the the spider. Yeah. So it's not a spider anymore. It's oh. a sexy lady. Oh. So they have they have uh, fan fictioned a giant spider beast into a sexy lady who's an evil witch, and inexplicably used the name Shalab. Wow, that seems unnecessary. Yep, <laughs> weird. They fan it into possibility because apparently Shalab's real mother was a shapeshifter. Oh, but hmm. either way, people are upset. Yeah. Because if you mess around with the sex of characters or the sexualization of characters in video games at all, the internet goes fucking bananas. Yeah. So that's what's happening right now. But I thought it was interesting. I didn't know if there was a, a prime LOTR buff in here who would get offended by it. Uh, I ran across some news. There is uh, apparently a uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi story in development. From Disney. I'm curious if, if that means Obi-Wan's going to replace the Boba Fett movie from 2019 that we haven't really heard much. Uh, 2020. I think, I saw an article about this. I think that's supposed to still happen. They're just maybe rearranging the scheduling for some stuff. Okay. And they're still doing a Jab of the Hut. Wait, there's a Jab of the Hut movie? Wow. No, <laughs> just don't. James directing it? What, the Obi-Wan? There's, there's, I don't think there's, there's rumors. I don't think that it's that far along at all. I think this is just mostly just like, let's talk about having someone write uh, the movie. I just read... Uh, they pegged someone. Ron Howard announced that uh, Stephen Daldry was going to direct it. Who? What's he done? Uh, the Reader. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Billy Elliot. Other space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, you got Han in 2018... Nine in 2019, Boba Fett in 2020 still. I mean, that's the ones that they're confirmed. I know you're not, but it sounds like you guys are saying Boba Fett, and I really like Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, set in Appalachia. He's got a Confederate flag Boba instead of the Mandalorian flag. <laughs> this isn't really news, but I saw it earlier. Did you all see the complete cast for The Lion King there? The voice cast? No. capture? No. Pretty interesting. Crispin Glover. I mean, Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover. James Earl Jones is reprising. Good. Billy no. Eichner and Seth Rogen playing Timon and Pumbaa. That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Wait, Billy Eichner is Timon? Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> I hope he yells at people there in it. I hope we get some Timon on the streets. <laughs> uh, Zazu is great. John Oliver. Be a great Zazu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alfred Woodard is playing. She's playing. Uh, I can't remember her name. Nala. No. Oh. The Mama. The Mama. Shenzi? Is it Shinzi? Oh, is that the... No, that's the hyena. Sarabi. Sarabi! John Connie is playing Rafiki. He's uh, Black Panther's dad in the MCU. Beyonce is playing Nala. And Chubatel Ejiofor is playing Scar. So they haven't cast the hyenas yet. Uh, There are three wrestlers that are tied to the movie. They're pretty sure they're going to be the hyenas. I don't know who they are. Y'all might. Um, Is that their wrestling names? Uh, The Undertaker? No. Big E, Coffee Kingston, and Xavier Woods. That's the uh, New Day. That's the the unicorns. Of the New Day. Yeah. yeah. And it's the Xavier Woods. They, they Their whole bit is that they are like living memes. So they have... <laughs> well... They have a, not, uh, not true. a giant box of cereal that they had for a while that they worshipped. 
uh, called Budios, and uh, Xavier Woods plays trumpet, uh, plays trombone. <laughs> you should you should look up some of the New Day stuff. Some of it's really funny because it's 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 poking fun at wrestling shticks. Hmm. Weird. Wow. By just being like absurd like uh, meta narrative. There's a stuffed unicorn that Big E is in love with that he brings with him when he fights. It's just it's strange. Xavier Woods also hosts a, a video game podcast called Up Up Down Down. It's really good. Wow. <laughs> you mentioned okay. I know things about. But yeah, I was excited about that voice cast. Really good. Can I do another another breezy? Of course, man. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, we, we did X. <laughs> X Hamster, the porn site, has offered to provide funding for the third season of Sense8. They wrote an open letter to the Wachowskis and said, if you want to find a home for your show, you will have absolute creative control, but we can fund you. If if you want to put your show on X Hamster, it's welcome. X Hamster? Here's a bag of cash. Weird. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I was the Wachowskis in that situation. I mean, the the letter is, is it's it's thoughtful, right? It talks about it, it's more than just like, oh, we're a porn site, you're a sexy show. Like, you know, we could obviously have a partnership. Sure, there. yeah. It's I mean, it's it's a. I recommend reading it, not at work, because there are still banner ads for all of the <laughs> hardcore stuff on that. But if you can find the letter somewhere else, then I, I'd read it. It's it's a, it's a good read. Weird. No word from the Wachowskis from the last that I saw. Uh, new in theaters this weekend. Uh, wide release. There's only three in. Yeah. Birth of the Dragon? Uh, about like the oh, yeah. real life fight of Bruce Lee and somebody on his set. Yeah. That mysterious people dispute what actually happens. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Leap with an exclamation point and mm-hmm. T2 Judgment Day is coming back in 3D. So that's literally not, all I saw. Somebody invited me and told me to pick up, probably pick Birth of the Dragon out of that. I'm interested in that. Yeah, the story's interesting. Throw on your shades and go back in time. To Terminator Two, Judgment Day, Three D. I don't, I don't count that as, as a fucking new in theaters. Yeah, I wouldn't if there was anything I wanted to see up against it. But I guess I'll go Birth of the Dragon or just abstain. Just feels like a week. It's too bad that week weekend. I've tried to abstain before, and I had to have. No, nah, you got to pick one. <laughs> yeah, I melted down, and you guys were like, "We'll just pick one." No, I've, I've, I've tracked your dissenting votes. You never heard the show notes, do you? No. <laughs> Everyone ends with "I love you, Chris." <laughs> we are throwing our our anticipation behind Birth of the Dragon instead yeah, of this week. Oh, that movie Do you have it? This was Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaByUs.com. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on our Twitter and Gmail. Uh, links posted in the show notes. Connect with us on Facebook. we got a page in multiple groups. Like it. We would love to hear from you for podcast topics, and please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating. I want to say thanks to the Willow Walkers for the intro, and thanks to Boo Reefa for the outro. Boo Reefa! Willow Walkers! <laughs> uh, thanks, TJ. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, Brent. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town, slow pokes, long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things that I know. I have not eaten today. I'm saving myself. <laughs> Brent, what are you doing to this food? <laughs>
I was I was apparently giving too much tender love and care to the dog. That sounds way worse than I meant. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain this a little bit. My better. brand of loving wasn't right for that dog. <laughs> She's been old for so long. <laughs> Keep my mama fixing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>